1: Aloha, come to the Tiki Room.
2: Get your expialidocious tickets right here. All right, Hello everybody and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are here for another beautiful episode and the episode number is X36B-42. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: many people actually get that reference from last time? <laughs> They're probably well, all going, what is wrong with Sean?
2: I know, right? Uh, and this is for the week of September, I think, third, two thousand and twenty. I think it's the third. Today's, I think, the second. But it doesn't matter. We're close enough. I'm, I'm close on there. We're actually recording like in a, a timely fashion here. For once, uh, <laughs> for once, right? Exactly. Uh, once again, Keith is not able to make it. This time, his excuse this time. Now, get this, people. This is a good one. His, his. Um, staff's hours have been reduced because of COVID. Which, I I, I get that, I get it, right? They're cutting back. Um, and that one of his employees was not able to come into work because they have COVID. Okay? Which, hey man, it happens to people. Doesn't it, Matt?
0: Uh, not me personally, but yes, it Matt, does but happen. But it
2: happens to people. Yes. So, Keith said, you know, they got to go into quarantine for 14 days because they have it. He's like, okay, well, you just have to show, off, show us our, your, your test results. And then once we show, you see your test results, you know, you can come back in that two-week period. Well, the person like ghosted him. So they made it up. Apparently they made it up that they have COVID. So, um, you know, that's just messed up, people. Come on. Do you really have to lie about it?
0: Maybe they were just so sick they couldn't make it to the doctor.
2: I mean, it's possible, but I'm gonna pretty much bet on three hands that they're lying.
0: I probably would bet. you go along with you, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Keith's not here. He's gotta be up very early tomorrow morning, so he's probably asleep already, um, as we're recording this at 8.37 p.m. So, uh, you know, Keith, sleep tight, and may the force be with you, I hope. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, that's that, that's basically that. So, but you know, Matt and I decided we're still going to record anyway because we took such a long hiatus because Keith made up all those excuses. It wasn't me. And I was just being the nice guy, you know, a couple weeks ago when we talked about that. But it's all Keith.
0: He's being the nice guy. I'm throwing Keith under the bus right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to. I'm not taking the brunt of this.
0: It wasn't my fault. It was all him. Blame like that guy. <laughs>
2: You know, it, you know but it's, it's, it's always good to, to, to for us to talk to I mean it's hard at, at times um, you know, because especially now like there's not so much going on everything's reduced but uh, you know I enjoy talking uh, really I enjoy just talking with uh, with Matt and and Keith so and I'm sure they you know those guys feel the same way Matt can speak for himself which I'll let him do
0: <laughs> it's sometimes it's fun <laughs> <laughs>
2: You, you can be, you can be a Demi Downer sometimes. Me, everybody can. Keith can. Everybody's a Demi Downer. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's fun. I mean, especially now that you've gone from who knows when the parks will open, you can't get back to. They're starting to slowly trickle in, and I really would love to be there because the crowd level low. To is it worth the risk to get there? To I, I'm just biting at the chalk. You know, I just want to get there and do something and so yeah it's it's fun to kind of still talk about it and you know go over the the changes that are being made and uh what's possibly to come and and all that good stuff
2: yeah so um you know it's just happy it's nice to be talking it and just keeps the magic going. That's what we're trying to do here, because people have reached out to us and saying how appreciative we are of everything that we're doing, the podcast, and you know we're trying to do that for how much longer? Who knows? But um, I mean, we're coming up on seven years, which is just crazy to think that we've been doing this podcast that long. You know, minus a few months here or there, but um, but seven years, man. That's like seven years of my life that's just lost in a podcast.
0: <laughs> just lost. <my> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. The- so when you when you started did you have any idea or any thoughts to how long it would it would go or anything like that
2: um not this long definitely not this long i figured we might do it a few years and then that would be it um, yeah but um, I, you know, it's just like it's not like it's. It's really the friendship that that draws me to keep going. And uh, you know, losing Alan was you know that that was tough. And you know, for the for a while, we were doing it because we were just trying to keep the show alive in Alan's name. And. Uh, in, in some ways that's good and some ways it's bad but you're doing it for the wrong reasons for the most part because you didn't really necessarily want to do it and then um, you know things worked out in the end and we're trying to uh, do it because we enjoy it you know that we're not just doing it to do it we're doing it because we
0: enjoy it yeah I think it kind of gives us a little bit of break from the the norm with everything that's going on we all kind of there's some days where I'm just like God. I don't feel like coming up here and recording. But as soon as we get to talking, it's just like ah, oh, I kind of needed that. It was a little bit of a, a release for me. So it's it's good to have and I enjoy it. And I'm glad people listen to our banter and nonsense and tune in each week with us.
2: I know. I agree. It's and you know everything is done in fun. I know that um, sometimes you know, maybe you know. I'll sing or, or do some things that might annoy somebody and but I do it for fun <laughs> and I do it to annoy the person too. So for those who don't like hearing me saying, well, I'm just sorry. It's just, I'm just trying to have some fun, you know. So girl,
0: you, you use the reverse psychology. If you don't mention it, he won't do it. <laughs> but when you say it bothers you, you just opened up the can of worms.
2: Exactly. So <laughs> you know, it is what it is and but yeah, coming up on 7 years, man. That's just it's just crazy to think that. It's but, hey it's uh it's a journey and Disney's changed so much in that seven year period yeah, to think how far they've come in that seven I would love to do an episode I mean that's an idea to do was like an episode like what was Disney like seven years ago versus like today you
0: know I was just thinking that that would be fun to kind of co- compare and contrast you know prices and what attractions were there and, and all that kind of stuff that would be that would be fun. I think to look into
2: it. We should do that. And what, what I really wanted to do, and I and I forgot to bring it up with you and uh, Keith over our chats, was uh, one of the f- one of the first few episodes we did was like forty dollars a day. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to do is go back, listen to the podcast, and have Keith and I redo the prices for our own, and then you take over what Alan did for that day and redo it and compare what it was then versus like how much it would cost now is it like forty $50 a day $60 a day just to see what it would be like
0: <laughs> it would be like probably close to if I had to guess probably $60 to
2: $70 I would guess too I would think so but maybe we'll do something like that it's, I mean it's not a bad idea
0: yeah it would be interesting I mean it kind of give you an idea of you know how prices change I mean obviously it's going up I mean anybody knows that but how, just how much of a change in you know, you seven years doesn't seem like that long, but when you start looking at prices, it can make a big difference. Right, exactly.
2: All right, so I think with that, we're going to take a break. I'm going to send it over to Steve for the news. Steve, take it away.
1: Hi, Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. The reopening of Disney World is entering a new phase this September as one resort and a few more restaurants reopen and Halloween arrives. Here's the rundown. For the first time, guests of all ages will be allowed to wear their Halloween costumes during Magic Kingdom's normal operating hours, September 15th through October 31st, during the theme park's fall celebration. The park will be decorated in all its autumnal Halloween flair and will feature special Halloween-themed cavalcades. So expect the Boo to You parade floats parading down Main Street with Mickey, Minnie, and the villains in their Halloween dress over at Hollywood Studios, Minnie's Halloween Dine debuts September 25th at Hollywood and Vine with a monster feast served to your table with Halloween decor and music. You'll also be able to wave and take snapshots of Mickey, Minnie, and other characters dressed for Halloween. You just won't be able to touch them or get their autographs. Other reopenings this month include Gaston's Tavern at the Magic Kingdom on September 4th, and Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic Kingdom, reopening on September 24th. Now, while the setting might be seen royal at the Royal Table in the castle, you will not be meeting any royals. The princesses will be taking a break from their royal duties greeting guests. Also on September 21st, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa reopens to the public. The villas have already been opened. The Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort is introducing a special weekly series of food and drink themed events this fall in place of its food and wine classic, however you must be staying at the resort to participate in the Sip, Savor and Stay Saturdays. Speaking of Swan and Dolphin, a new 349 room hotel under construction at this resort has reached a key building milestone with the topping off of the project's top floor. The 14 story tower scheduled to open in the summer will now be called the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. The project was formerly known as The Cove. Jumping quickly into October, the ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios reopens for walk-in quick service for lunch beginning October 8th. For those who have not made reservations if they're coming, the walk-up option on the My Disney Experience app, which was introduced with some resort table service restaurants, is now expanding to the theme parks. You can now use the app for parties of seven or less to join a walk-up list at many of the table service restaurants. Disney is also trying to entice people to come to the resort. We know that in September some hours will be decreasing. We have heard from cast members and others that the decrease is taking place because September is usually a time when people from Europe come and uh, you're not getting those guests. Disney is trying its best to entice the people by extending annual pass holder and Florida resident deals for the year, as well as introducing new deals for those living in 10 nearby states within driving distance and a special deal with savings of up to $500. Finally, the Polynesian Village Resort, which was to open October 4th, will now remain closed until 2021 and will be getting a Moana-themed makeover. The Great Ceremonial House and Guest Rooms will move to a Pacific Ocean-inspired color palette as well as details, patterns, and textures. For those staying at the Villas, the monorail will cease stopping at the resort in October as work begins. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut.
2: All right, we are back from break this week. Steve, thank you for the wonderful news, and make sure you check out Disney Diary. For more Disney news, Disney news, uh, Disney <laughs> <laughs> news on a daily basis. Yeah, I have, I have my monthly dues for DVC, so maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Who knows? Um, yeah. So uh, this week we're going to talk some rumors that I've been I've been hearing, and uh, one of the rumors I heard was a couple days ago was that uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Had said that she wants to have Disney build a Wakanda theme park in honor of Chadwick Boseman, who passed away of colon cancer over the weekend. Uh, But uh, to bring it a little bit more forward, that there's been a rumor going around for a while that they would do something with Black Panther in uh, Animal Kingdom, and that uh, it's really, really it's it's a great idea because you know I would think that if you're going to do it is that you have Avatar on the one side and you could bookend it only on the other side where Dino Land is and you can make that Wakanda. I mean, it sounds like... And that's a rumor that's that's been going around for a little while, but I don't think Whoopi Goldberg knew about that, but it would be awesome to see something like that.
0: And maybe with them closing um, Primeval World, maybe they're kind of putting the thing in motion because... You know, they they had the Princess and the Frog on the books for, like, years. And then all of a sudden, no, hey, we're going to change it now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea. I was trying to think where it would fit best. And this is only because there was a thread I saw where Safari Mike was. Somebody had suggested putting Wakanda in World Showcase, I believe it was. and And he was like, no, no, no. He's like... He's like, I like the idea of Wakanda, Wakanda, but you don't put it in World Showcase because we have actually, like, real countries there, you know, like um, Arendelle. So, right. um, so, and then his next response was something like, you know, I'm going to lose it if they put it in Animal Kingdom. So, I mean, if he's saying no to Epcot, no to Animal Kingdom, I guess that leaves studios, maybe? Maybe. I mean, but, but, I mean, they're so landlocked right now, and... They just did a bunch of updates. I would assume that they would go somewhere else if they're going to add, especially with something like that. You could do like a whole land, not just an attraction or whatever. Oh, right. Um, you, you know, sky's the limit with the the different technologies that you could use, and uh, I think it would be amazing to see. I just think maybe logistics might be the the hard part of where you would put it and everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, you definitely have that. It's a possibility, but I mean, I'd hate to see it, but Magic Kingdom, you could tear out Tom Sawyer's Island and work with that uh, on a smaller scale and maybe build past the back of that. I would not like to see that. I mean, I think it works in Animal Kingdom just because you did Pandora. That's just my opinion.
0: Well, I was going to say also, too, you're coming, depending on which way you're coming, you you come through past the, the Nemo Theater and you have this hodgepodge that they threw in there so right i mean to me that i don't think it would be any worse than what they currently have there in, in dino land and if you come from the opposite direction you know you're walking straight into it so i i, I don't think it would be a bad fit to put in there
2: no i mean uh, it's certainly a possibility i mean you're i mean right now we're talking that you know disney's not spending money so the possibility of it right. happening anytime soon it's slim but i mean you know only time will tell
0: yeah, yeah. But I, I do think it would be, you know, an awesome tribute to him. Plus, I mean, the, the movie itself was amazing and, you know, de- generated tons of revenue for him. So I think it right. would be a, a big attraction.
2: Yeah, I think it would work. Um, the next rumor that's swirling around is that uh, the they tested a new nighttime uh, show on the Magic Kingdom and of what the rumor is is that people looked at it and they said that uh, it looks like it has something to do with Christmas and they believe it might be possibly that uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party might happen or at least in some sort of fashion that they'll do some kind of nighttime fireworks a nighttime show um, later on in the month when it gets a little bit busier there so I'm hoping that maybe they'll have the Christmas party just because it gives the people the opportunity to be back in the parks at night, and especially during Christmas time, you want to be there at night at Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... The the decorations, everything is amazing to see there. I I just, I don't know... You could do the party, I I don't think that would be an issue, but some type of a nighttime show, I think... I I don't know how they would realistically keep people social distanced and, and all that, because you're only you got so much room that you can fit people for a uh, decent viewing, especially if you're using the castle again to pr- project stuff on. So right. uh, yes, I would love to see something like that. I don't know how they would make it work. I don't know if you would have an assigned square or something so to say, and you have to stay in that square to watch the show. And who knows? I mean, I'm sure they've got something that they're, they're probably working on or trying to devise because like you said, they're losing you know, so many hours of, of possible revenue that they could right. have. Uh, you know, people in the parks buying stuff and buying food, and uh, so I'm I'm sure they're diligently working towards some kind of an answer to get a nighttime show back into the parks and extend the hours a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it. I mean, that's that's one of the drawbacks to holding me wanting to go back. And if, maybe if they had the Christmas party, maybe that was something I'd want to do. But I mean, listen, if you had the fireworks show, you do it a couple times a night. It's not going to be an issue with the crowds, right? You know, you know, so you could if you did it two, three times, you know, and you assign people certain times to go. You know, you have red ticket, green ticket, blue ticket, and that'll be when, you know, your time to see the fireworks would be. Um, I think that would work, and even in the parade, I think you could space it out enough uh, for the nighttime parade uh, for it to work as well.
0: Parade, I could see them doing with if they have like two different right. runs of the parade where you can, you know, hey, you get this show and then you get this show. The fireworks, I think, would be a little bit harder to do. One, they have to go back and restage everything. And then two, the amount of money they blow through with those things. If they're doing it a couple times a night, that's... I don't know if that's feasible for them um, with the the way the economy has been with the parks being closed and limited revenue and everything.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, The next one is not necessarily rumor. It's more into the news thing. Um, But it's... Uh, that Tony Baxter is going to be heading the new Figment adaptation in, um, you know, the they're coming up with a, a new uh, Figment ride in Journey into Imagination. That's I don't know if it's going to be overhauling the whole attraction or what.
0: Yeah, I remember when this came up. Um, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I think it was maybe. Um, yep, I, I got excited because you know, everybody knows that Tony Baxter does an amazing job with the different attractions. Plus there's probably a little more hope of it returning back to the original figment with dream coming back with him doing everything. So if this is true, I would love to see what he's got planned and what he can make happen. Um, just as long as it's, you know, bring back. Dr- it doesn't necessarily have to be, the, the 80s version dreamfinder if they want to do something like with the steampunk version with the, the way the comics were right. I mean it would be interesting to put a new twist on it uh, but I, I just I think it needs to go back to that kind of a connection with dreamfinder and figment and then you know base the ride off of that
2: I agree and you know I've I've always given Keith a hard time because he's enjoyed the attraction over the years a lot and I've enjoyed it more with my kids enjoying it but yeah. it's it's nothing that I'm like you know, it's not if I get—I never went on it again. It wouldn't bother me, so I would love to see a modern take of it. And uh, like, if they—even if they would just throw in, um, uh, what's the name of the movie? Um, the emotion movie. Oh my gosh, with
0: uh,
2: oh gosh, with um, joy, sadness
0: oh Inside Out
2: Inside Out if like you incorporated Inside Out with it and there's always been talking about that in the past I would love to see it but if I remember right I think Tony Baxter said he would come out in retirement if Disney would do that and there's been rumors and I know earlier in the year that Imagineers had been walking through the pavilion so maybe it was something that they were planning to do but the whole COVID thing happened and they're not going to do it um, which is a shame but I mean that's like if they're going to do anything that was that's one thing I would love to see them do
0: no, they were just walking the building trying to find room for another DVC lounge to stick in there.
2: <laughs> it's a nice lounge.
0: I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. it is, I remember what nice. it used to look like when they had the rainbow tunnel and all that, but I have oh, no man. idea what it's like now.
2: I miss that. Rate. I wish they would have kept that for DVC. I mean, they probably would have people sign up just to go into there.
0: I think it's still up it's there. Not. It's not? Well, I thought yeah, it,
2: when they did their construction, like, Remnants of it were still there. I oh, think. Okay. It's, I think like I think like the the plastic, you know, the lighting stuff was there. but Now yeah. I think it's just like the tunnel without all the plastics. Like they could have just redone it, but I think now at this point, I think it's just the tunnel without all the colors and everything.
0: So you you walk through, and you're like, "What is this
2: thing?" Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't remember this.
2: <laughs> um. Another uh, rumor I have been hearing is that is a possibility that Disney might be closing, going down, closing each park one day to possibly two days a week, uh, just because crowds have been extremely low, and they can eliminate more cast members in that case. You know, so they're only working five days a week. That's a rumor I've been hearing.
0: I mean, I can I can see it, but at the same time. I would think you would be able to capitalize more if you had more parks open. You could get more people in there and kind of disperse the crowd as opposed to saying, you know, hey, you can only go into Epcot Magic Kingdom right now. Um, Say if that was the case, whatever the park opposite of Epcot, I could see them having to say, okay, well, nobody else can come in because Granted, how many people want to go to Epcot? And spend, I mean, you go for a day and see it, but other than that, you're kind of like, I don't really want to go back to Epcot anymore because there's not a right. whole lot there.
2: No, it's like you see it now, and it's just there's not much going on. There's not much to do. It's like without like the country's open fully and, and things to be entertained by, it's not a full-day park.
0: Yeah, Yeah, especially with everything that they've got, you know, construction walls up and... Uh, there's not as much to kind of just take your time and, and stroll through. I mean, you got World Showcase, you've got The Seas, Test Track, and Soarin', and that's pretty much it. So, I mean, there's really not a whole lot offer, especially if you've got, you know, a family with younger kids. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in there at all.
2: No, it's not. Um, it, and, like it's not like, there's not too many rides there that have the re-ride-ability for the most part, like like you can go on Pirates multiple times and, and it'll take you a while to actually see everything Test Track, you know, technically Test Track could be one and done, but it's a thrill ride so you'll enjoy it more yeah. Uh, Soren, you know, you could probably, Soren's probably, probably the one attraction that you could probably ride over and over again and not really get bored in it, just because your eye, there's so much eye candy, and you'd look around and see different things. Um, but it's, it's tough. I mean, Spaceship Earth, you, you could too, but it's a long ride. It's like, how many times would you want to do that?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I love Spaceship Earth, but I don't know if I could do it two, maybe three times in a day. After that, it's just kind of like, all right, I, I, I get it. I know, you know, I, I know the, the the skits and I know the the lines and everything. And you, I go through there sometimes now, and I don't even pay attention to to the. I'm looking for, you know, off in a corner to see if I can find something I haven't seen before. So, right, yeah, that one. I think you're right with Sorn being the only one that he could, you know, as far as rewritability – the, the different wherever you sit is going to be different each time. So it's going to give you different uh, perspective. And like you said, there's all kinds of stuff you can, you know, try and see in the, in the distance or, uh, w- whatever. Um, I was going to say test track for me would be one that we would ride multiple times, but well, that's just goes like, it's my son's favorite ride. And right. we probably would get out of line and get right back into it after as soon, as soon as we get off. Right.
2: Um, and the other thing... I, I don't know if you put this in a rumored category or what, but they were Disney was supposed to do... They were going to do 50 new... Not necessarily 50 new attractions for the 50th anniversary, but 50 changes where they were going to do changes to attractions and, and, and upgrades to attractions. And of what I'm hearing, it's much, much lower in the 20 category changes. So, But that's go- going to include... Um, You know, the new Ratatouille ride that includes the Star Wars ride, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then, you know, the castle plusing. They were supposed to plus other attractions as well, all for the 50th anniversary. But of what I'm hearing, it's down to like 20.
0: Yeah, I'll be surprised with some of the, you know, the bigger ones that, that they were bringing in, like Tron. And obviously, I think Guardians is fairly safe, but some of these other attractions they're going to have to hustle if they're going to get these done and open and ready to go by the time you know, the anniversary rolls around. So it would be interesting if you could actually see, you know, what their plans were that, you know, got pushed off the table or whatever because of this. Cause that, that stuff like that interests me like, you know, what were they looking at? What little things were they wanting to do that, you know, maybe the, the typical person wouldn't notice or, or wouldn't pay attention to or whatever. So, um, I, I know it will never happen. You know, you might get little leaks here and there or rumors, but uh, I would love to be able to see what the actual plans were that, that kind of got scrapped and everything.
2: Right. Uh, the last rumor that I have is that um, the Seas Pavilion was earmarked for a major upgrade, um, but not until around 2024, 2025, you know, way past the, the anniversary date. And that. Um, the rumor was is that uh, they were going to um, change out some of the the uh, the fish that are in there and get rid of the the Nemo uh, theming or redo the Nemo theming and change some things around. I mean, I would like to see that. I think that uh, I think that the Nemo kind of is a little dated in some areas. I think they could make some changes and upgrade that. and I would love to see them um, expand and and I don't know bring. Different fishes, or just just redo the whole of the inside because it's kind of kind of bland and boring. I think they could do a lot more with it, especially with some of the aquariums around today,
0: yeah, I mean at the time it was you know very cutting edge and you didn't have very often where you could walk in in basically the middle of you know this bajillion gallon size tank or whatever and see just you know fish swimming all around you so uh, it would be interesting to see what their plans are with it. I, I like the Nemo. I would like to see where they would go with it to either update it or, or change it to another, another IP or, Hey, you can even go back to, um, the living Seas, and We would be happy with that. I mean, right. or just give us a, a, fake elevator that we have to ride. I mean, everybody loved that thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, there was, there was one more. It was, um, that, uh, The uh, Stitch's Great Escape, there was a rumor floating around that um, it was going to be rethemed to a Wreck-It Ralph attraction, like a virtual Sugar Rush type of ride, like a VR type of ride, Um, but apparently that's been put on the back burner since uh, COVID as well.
0: Yeah, I I keep hearing that and I'm I'm not sure, I think it would be more interesting if you went in and it was like you were in the game Wreck-It Ralph. Right. And you kind of keep the same kind of concept as, as Stitch or whatever. But, you know, Ralph is breaking stuff and you feel it breaking and, and all this kind of stuff. So it, it would be interesting. I think, you know, I think there's a big enough uh, following for for both the Ralph movies that, you know, they could get away with doing some type of attraction. And I think it would fit well I, you know, obviously, it doesn't go into Tomorrowland, but you know t- that's long gone and way out the window. So, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a a Wreck-It Ralph attraction.
2: Yeah, I like I like the movie. I would love to see it. Listen, it's anytime really. You an attraction that just isn't good, and you've seen improvements on it. That's that's a great thing. When you're taking stuff away from a great attraction, that is not a good thing. You <laughs> yeah. know. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Splash Mountain. That's really what I'm heading to. But um, but there's other attractions of the same way. You know, uh, Frozen could be said the same thing for some people. But, um, you know, I, everybody can agree that Stitch's Great Escape is also awful. Um, I mean, I still would love to see upgrades to uh, Buzz Light Your Space, Rage Spin. I would love to see changes on that. Keep it, but just make upgrades. I think the way technology changes so much, it should be something that they should think about.
0: Yeah, I still don't understand with Buzz why they can't take the gun off the, the cart. Right. Make it like make it like Disneyland. I mean if exactly. you do it in one place, you can do it here too. So. Right.
2: Um, that's I think that's all I got. That's all I've been hearing lately.
0: Yeah, that's you, more than what I got, so uh <laughs> I mean it's fun to, to kinda go back and, and talk over those and you know, kind of throw your own ideas into it and see what can happen with it and you know some of the ideas that you hear or rumors that come out you don't exactly agree with but when they get done you're like okay it's not so bad you know I can right. deal with this right um, so yeah it would definitely uh, you know I would be surprised if all of them came to fruition but maybe one or two of them so it's gonna be more interesting to see which ones actually happen as opposed to what they actually do with it to me right.
2: yeah I agree
0: all right so that's going to do it for this week first want to thank our sponsors kingdom strollers get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. strollers.com the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect disney vacation don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash tiki talk podcast and you can connect with us on social media find us on facebook at enchanted tiki talk instagram and twitter at tiki talk podcast and you can leave us a message on the tiki hotline which is 256-4mytiki 256-469-8454 if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes.
2: You could find me on Twitter at tiki shawn 99 uh, @mouseprosvacations.com and somewhere else too, I don't remember. <laughs> um, my gosh, I'm getting bad at this. Um, and you could find Keith at, um, get down with the at Get Down With The Sickness at getdownwiththesickness. <laughs>
0: Uh, instagram is mholly579 and twitter is matt Goes dopey uh special thanks to steve this week for bringing the news make sure you check out disney diary for all your disney news and with that being said alan you can work on the next r- rumors for us buddy thanks for listening this
2: week for sean and Keith. i'm alan and this has been enchanted tiki talk aloha
1: Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by
0: MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by KingdomStrollers.com for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all
1: of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.